Welcome to Podheim, Jurok's Valheim podcast. Let's give him the business. Hey, everybody. Today is May 31st, 2022. I'm your host, Jurok the Viking, and joining me today are my fellow Vikings, Shield Maiden, Morning Darkness. Hello and welcome. Viking Gorthar. And joining us for the first time is Viking Yalrek. Hello, hello. Remember that first time that you found the mountains, it had all that pretty white snow on the ground, and you thought, I can't wait to explore it. Then you realize that you're freezing and taking damage. As you turn to run back to warmer climate, bam, a pack of wolves jump you and give you the business, just like we're going to do today. First off, Yalrek is a player on my server. He's been with us for how many months now, Yalrek? Have you been with us? Oh, I mean, probably six months, something. Yeah. Takes in some change. I think it was November, maybe last year. Yeah, so you were an early an early player, yeah. Yeah, I think I think you joined like within a week or two of me joining. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, gosh, I mean, it was in the late 2000s, I think, in terms of days on the server. Mm. Maybe 24, 2500 or something. Yeah. We just hit uh, like 11.5, I think, yesterday. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It goes by fast when the server runs 24 hours a day because there's somebody on it almost every single minute of, of every day. Right, right. So can you tell our audience first off, before we get into a little bit more about you, yeah. um, where where are you from in the world? Oh, so um, so I live in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, but uh, originally I was actually born in Sweden. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, my family immigrated to the States when I was uh, nine years old. Oh. So I've been here for, you know, 20 odd years or something now. So I'm pretty much American, you know, <laughs> but uh yeah, because you can't live in America and not turn into an American, as we found out. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. Uh, different kinds yeah. of Americans, though. But uh, what? So, oh, what, yeah. what? What kind of games did you play before Falheim? Oh wow! So, um, so I used to play a lot of uh, World of Warcraft and um, you know, like Diablo and that, those kinds of games. Um, I think I, I really started off the. Uh, I want to say the MMO genre or, you know, whatever you want to call it with, um, with RuneScape, like back when I was like 12 or 13, something like that. But yeah, that was kind of mine. You know, I had a, other games that I played along the lines too, but I'd say that's like my main, you know, uh, what do you say? Uh, catalog of, of games I've played. Yeah. How did you find Valheim? Oh, so, um, you know, like I was saying earlier, like a bunch of my friends uh, discovered it before me that I was uh, gaming with. And, oh, okay. um, they were, they insist, they were very insistent, I have to say, <laughs> and at like $20 or whatever it was, I really couldn't say no. And I just, yeah. I found it to be the most fantastic game that I could just play for hours and hours. Mm. Um, yeah, I actually, uh, like bought a new computer because my old one just did not like playing Valheim. And I was like, I need to play, keep playing this game. So yeah. I ended up getting a new computer, like mainly, I mean, I needed to get one anyways, but. Like right. To drive right. to keep playing Valheim. It was, uh, you know, it uh, up the process. I, I feel that. I feel that. You know, it wasn't like wait until next year. It was like, you know, maybe I'll just order one now. That's okay. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I know you were saying uh, earlier that that you know you have a very similar story to so many, including me, uh, where you were playing, and then everyone who dragged you into this glorious game you know, abandoned you. So what specifically attracted you to Jirox gaming servers? Oh, well, so I, I mean, I think I originally I found Jirox, you know, through the YouTube channel, of course, mm -hmm. you know, I was mm -hmm. the, uh, the classic, like I'm running in the middle of the meadows. I don't know what I'm doing, you know, how to so-and-so in YouTube and Jirox videos popped up and, um, you know, I was playing in like on a private world at the time. And uh, I was like, you know, that looks fantastic playing on like a large server with, uh, you know, all these, you know, dedicated uh, Valheim enthusiasts. And um, so I tried it out. And, uh, you know, that's that's the story, I guess. You know, here I am still today. So it's a great choice. I think that's pretty much sums that up. No, because like I think Valheim, it's one of those like it was meant to be played solo, I guess. 
I think once you get into a hundred, two hundred hours in, it's you need like some friends to play with. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's kind of a thing because there's a point for you just like you want to show other people all the cool stuff you're doing. You want to go and you know kill a, a fueling village, you know, with some more people or something, and all <laughs> that kind of stuff. Best? Which one do you prefer best in Valheim? Just raiding, building? Oh wow, yeah, that's a tricky one. You know, I um I was really big on raiding when I first started playing the game. Uh, in fact, like in my on my own servers, I don't even like show people what the builds look like because they're like dirty little shacks where I squeezed all the <laughs> you know workbench upgrades into a corner, and then there's the bed in the middle of the room kind of thing. You know, as I you know, spent time on the server, you know, you, there is this like almost like a quality standard. It's unspoken, but like, as you're walking through all these absolutely fantastic, like picturesque builds uh, that you see on the server, it just naturally like kind of forces you to up your game a yeah. little bit. Like the, you cannot uh, just build, you know, like a bit, a square house on Jirok servers, you know, it just, uh, like the yeah. uh, the bar is set very high so i became yeah, <laughs> yeah like very motivated and uh, you know this is partially your fault morning darkness because you build <laughs> some amazing things as well so, My uh, fault. <laughs> uh, i know i know you didn't even know but um it's <laughs> like jokes aside um no, it's like I, uh, I like in the last few months i think building uh, has really been like my main forte i think it's uh, i've had a great time and built a lot of things um so which has been very fun nice yeah awesome awesome well it's so good to have you uh join us on the podcast here today i do love uh getting you know different people from the server to come on and join us and i'm glad that you were available to join us today yeah me too thank you very much for having me it's uh it's been a great time yeah well, so we're going to go in and talk about some more Valheim stuff. But before we do, I'd like to see if anybody did anything interesting this weekend. And uh, I know somebody did something interesting, uh, Morning Darkness. Uh, you did something really interesting okay. this weekend. Can you tell us a little bit how that went? And then I'll tell you uh, why I ended up not going. <laughs> okay, sure thing. Yeah, so um, I've been gearing up for several months now to go to a an RPG or game in general convention called KublaCon. It's in Burlingame, California. And my husband and I, with along with another friend of ours, ran our big mega dungeon for for the for the KublaCon event. Uh, it went really well. Uh, my husband's game went really well. Uh, it ended a little bit early, but it, it, you know, did what it was supposed to do. And then our friend was also able to run a really good game. And then my game went off exactly the way I wanted it to. It's like the first game I've ever ran that actually ended on time. Mm. Uh <laughs> nice. Uh, they, I absolutely justified the storyline and, um, they ended up, you know, figuring out the waltz puzzle and murdering the queen because she was an evil, horrible, horrible, wicked creature. Mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fun. And, um, yeah, it was, it went really well. Uh, and we also, part of what we were doing is we were trying to support, Another content creator, um, they are an organization called GUI Cube. And what they do is they create really high quality pictures and uh, other sort of cr content creation for GMs, for storytellers, uh, DMs, whatever you want to you know, feature yourself as. For not just D&D, it can actually be slotted into other kinds of games, but D&D is sort of the focus. And they, they create an entire world with story and they give you character portfolios that you can use and all kinds of really cool stuff. And one of the things they did was the Great Gooey Game Show, which is this super campy dungeon crawl. Like, let me tell you, I have not had so much fun and laughter and hilarity in a dungeon crawl in my entire life. And it's something you can look up uh I don't know if they posted this particular one on YouTube, but I know that they have videos of, of other game shows that they've done in the past. And it was actually a lot of fun. And I actually got to go up on stage and be the rogue and I, I got to role play a little bit. So that was fun too. Oh, nice. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, that's uh, the Kublacon, I believe, is the biggest tabletop gaming convention on the West Coast. Yes. Yeah. I So I, I mentioned in the podcast last week, I think maybe that I might go. I had a friend coming mm-hmm. up from Southern California, but it turns out my f- other friend who lives near me that was doing all the arrangements decided not to go. So then I didn't have all the plans with the other friend who came up. And it turns uh, out he was busy with two other people that he brought up and they all already had their full weekend planned. And oh my so, gosh. You know, so, <laughs> uh, and I didn't have any pl- plans to go uh, without the other friend. And so it all just basically kind of fell apart Thursday night, uh, the plans to get together. So I, I think next year I'm definitely going to try to plan ahead so that I can attend that because uh, it sounds like a lot of fun, especially if there's other people I know who are going to be doing fun things there like maybe morning darkness (laughs) yeah so instead this weekend i ended up getting invited to a barbecue on well first off i should say friday night i saw the new top gun movie and oh nice oh my goodness it's a simple movie it's not like groundbreaking it's not you know an oscar winning movie or anything it's Mm -hmm. it's no shawshank redemption or anything but yeah it is very very fun and i was all caught up in it it was i thought it was really well done so uh, oh nice yeah i i really enjoyed it a simple movie but done well i'm gonna go see it next weekend i think yeah If you're even a little bit of a fan of the first one or just kind of like Mm -hmm. a a high adrenaline action movie that's not dumb, like so many of these uh, high adrenaline action movies (laughs) are just dumb. This one's not dumb. (laughs) It's it's heartfelt. It has a lot of great moments. The action is exciting and they really make you feel for what's going on. So it's fun. It was fun, mm-hmm. definitely. And then uh, luckily, I, a couple of friends were doing a barbecue, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. So I got to go to two barbecues. And then uh, we had an art and wind festival where they did uh, they sold kites and they had tons of vendors there for other things. And uh, they did a kite show where they, you know, they have these really acrobatic kites flying around and doing tricks and spinning. They even had giant kites. I used to have one of those. Oh, yeah. They're so cool to watch. I, how they make them do those tricks is, is just crazy. It's not that hard, actually. Oh, yeah. I've never I've never tried it. But it, I mean, it looks like they're out there working hard do, doing it. Are you familiar at morning with the San Ramon Art and Wind Festival or sometimes referred to as the Kite Festival? I am. Yeah. I used to go to it when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, you're aware because you live and grew up in the area. Yeah. Yeah. And they flew a, a giant life-size whale shark kite so it's a giant yeah and then a giant octopus kite and it's just fun to watch them kind of slowly float up into the air and look like they're going to crash at any moment but they don't because they have a guide kite at the end pulling them up higher so it's kind of fun but because it's a big fair a big festival they have all kinds of vendors selling art and food and all kinds of stuff i found a vendor who was an actual blacksmith in real life this this older gentleman and his wife was there she she had paintings and drawings and stuff so they both had their stand together but he had the most beautiful collection of knives that he makes himself and i'm a little bit of a knife collector not as much as my friend who got me into it i've got five or six pretty nice uh, like folding knives and whatnot but I, I never had a really good fixed blade knife and he had so many of them and so I bought a fixed blade Damascus steel knife nice oh very nice it, and it's just this very little nice. thing oh, wow. um it's so beautiful though. And and I do use my knives. I'm not the kind of person who's just like, uh, put it in a display case or worried about yeah. nicking it or whatever. It's like, nope, I use them. I cut yeah. stuff. I don't pry things open with them, but yeah. I definitely, I do use it, uh, you know, and it's just a tool. It's not, you know, for protection or, you know. I, I, Funny enough, as you say that, I have about three of them right in front of me. Oh, nice. I, I also collect a little bit. Yeah. Nice. So this is this is actually the most expensive knife I've purchased now to date, and uh, I love it so far. I just got it yesterday. I'm gonna give a plug to the to the blacksmith because he actually lives in the area, and he's not a sponsor, but uh, J Bear Knives, just as it sounds, J A Y, and then B E A R Knives dot com. Beautiful website. You, if you look at his website, you kind of get an idea of the kind of knife I, I got. I'll have to show us. Yeah, I'll, maybe mm-hmm. I'll post some pictures. But yeah, that was my week. Weekend. How about you, Garth? Did you do anything fun this weekend? Well, didn't do anything out in the real world, but it wasn't that good. So I stayed indoors and started building something that I was putting up for a while, which is my my void build. 
basically building Ooh, outside the, of a dungeon. For the contest coming up, right? No, people have asked oh. that several times. No, just for, <laughs> oh, okay. just, just for you, huh? <laughs> just for the simple pleasure of building something weird. Yeah. Very cool. I'm not that much of a builder, so I try to tend to use location as the factor of my builds. Mm. Okay. Well, yeah, and if anybody's curious what Gorth is talking about there, I have uh, four videos, one on each dungeon in the game, the Sunken Crypt, Barrel Chamber, Control Cave, and Frost Cave. And I show you how to get outside the wall of the dungeon into the void space, which is really cool looking. I've and- gone a little bit further than that. I've actually mm. gone beyond the void. Oh, you built, yeah, you can, you can, you can build out past the void yeah. too. Um, I'm doing now a few balconies beyond the void just to have a nice viewpoint. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of like wow. your own little sky house. Yep. If, nice. if you look at it from the outside, once it's done, it's going to look, look a little bit like an apartment building. <laughs> oh, wow. Viking ap- <laughs> sky apartments. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I plan to connect the, the balconies as well. Nice. So, yeah. Oh, wow. You know what? An option to save the entire build in one of those skyboxes would be really cool. Maybe we can get a modder to do that at some point. Copy the whole, (laughs) use the skybox as a a container to copy. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's very cool. What is that exactly? Like the skybox? Like, what do you... Well, so when when a dungeon is created, you know, the entrance Mm -hmm. to say like a troll cave and you go inside. Yeah. You're actually, you're portaling... Uh, about five or six thousand meters up into the sky above the entrance. Yeah, and the game makes a giant uh, elongated cube, and inside that cube is perpetual darkness and an environment called caves, which is kind of misty and has cool sound effects and particulate mm-hmm. floating in the air. And yeah, uh, that's where the dungeon is. It's actually up in the sky. What Gorth uh, is talking about is he he used a trick with chairs to get outside uh, the wall of the dungeon, and then you can get on to the roof of the dungeon and you can start building and you could build in that void space because inside that cube is very dark. And so I've just kind of referred to it as a void space. Oh, okay. Yeah, you okay. kind of like the, the back rooms of Valheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, like right, behind right, the scenes. Okay. <laughs> ah, okay. I thought it was maybe some kind of like special object or something like that where it's like had like a or something. Okay, that makes sense. I think somebody, maybe it was uh, it was some of the Valor folks actually, they showed me one of their frost caves that they had gotten on top of. And yeah. that was a very interesting building on top of there. Like your heart's always like just a few beats up <laughs> because you're like, I might fall to my death right now. Anytime yes. now. <laughs> yeah. You could definitely fall yeah. uh, if you're not careful there. But, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Has happened a few times. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> well, cool. Yeah. All right. Did you do anything fun that you might want to share with us uh, over this last weekend or week? Well, to be honest, like I'm super busy at work right now. Ah, So uh, I've been working every single day. So Mm. out in the real world uh, Mm. of arguable, you know, uh, nests right there. But I've been, uh, I've had a lot of fun uh, playing Valheim, actually. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, could you, could you recommend a good place to go play Valheim with with other people to our (laughs) listeners? Definitely recommend Jurok's Viking Playground. You know, oh, uh, that's okay. a fantastic place to play Valheim with all your friends to meet new friends. Yeah. And uh, in fact, all of my current Valheim friends I uh, are on Drox Playgrounds and uh, made uh, a lot of very good friends here and uh, played some other games, too, and such. No, it's uh, pretty fantastic. That's awesome. You know, me and uh, a fellow uh, playground uh, player named uh, Tremonos, we've been uh, working on some very cool uh, builds there for the uh, for the server. Uh, one of which is uh, kind of uh, the brainchild of uh, Tremonos there. But uh, I've been working on this uh, like uh, money temple that I call the uh, the Chambers of Commerce, and um, <laughs> it's going to be like a plug into the uh, kind of the merchant, uh, like the uh, the server economy kind of thing. We're going to try to like keep like a record of like kind of the market value roughly in coins. Oh. of uh, all the different uh, items on the server and uh, just cool. kind of yeah just to like make it easy for people like you know when you have some extra gold laying around then you think to yourself oh i just have all this useless gold well 
this way you can go there you can say okay i'm low on this and i'm low on that and you can kind of budget yourself and that way too it'll make it you know more like lucrative for people that like to farm things maybe to just go and farm those things and then sell them and then you can buy you know maybe some things that you don't like to farm like maybe you're not big on like going in caves or going into plains and stuff just to kind of you know get like a little flow of uh you know, of trades and, you know, community involvement and things going. Yeah, it seems like a great uh, idea, especially uh, so many people, they need stuff and they ask, well, you know, do you have this? And they say, yeah, I have that. And well, what are you charging? And they think to themselves, right. I, I don't know what to charge. What's the market value? They just sort of come up yeah. with it on the spot. So yeah, having right. something that kind of suggests market value for things, I think mm-hmm. will be a huge tool that a lot of people can make use of because yeah i mean like you asked right. if i were if i were running around as a player on my servers i wouldn't know what to charge for things except if i had to pay for it previously from somebody then maybe i'd use that as a marker but yeah keeping track of that mm-hmm. would be yeah awesome. Those people just saying right what what do you want to give for it yeah yeah normally prices are made by how much you want to pay for something not how much yeah. something is worth well, yeah, right. there's, there's that exactly. supply and demand, right? Like, how much do you yeah. want it? <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Right. You can have a fixed economy. Exactly. And I just want to take a quick break from the show to share with you one of my sponsors, The Grimfrost, an amazing company that sells really, really cool Viking products. They have over a thousand different modern and historical Viking products. If you're interested, you should check them out. I have a link in the description, or you can go to my website, jirokthevikingcom slash Grimfrost. Now back to the show. Um, so yeah, we're going to go and we're going to talk about some Valheim news because there was a big news update that came out last week. Gorth, you want to start us off with that? Okay. Last week, um, the Iron Gate released a pretty big um, teaser regarding the Mistlands. Yeah. A couple of, of organical items that are going to be included in the game that were released, the two two mushrooms which indicates some kind of new recipes, some kinds, I don't know, new stuff to be cooked. So all the cooks will be rejoicing over that. Yes. Uh, yeah. They're pretty cool, too, That looking, though. They are. They, they, they look really different from everything else. Put those on item stands uh, and start decorating with those cool new mushrooms. I want to make a giant mushroom. <laughs> a giant <laughs> mushroom behind the house. But yeah, we also have that new forge that's going to be for the new weapons, the many weapons that they're they're talking about. That's got me really excited. Oh yeah, they they said in their post many new weapons, so that'll be cool. Because oh, yeah. right now they've released a couple of weapons, uh, two, uh, two, two weapons, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, I think it was two of them: the bow and the crossbow. Well, uh, if that was it, I think the wording would be for the weapons, not for many weapons. Yeah. <laughs> so the wording light leads me to believe that we got lots of goodies coming our way. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah, and the, so the biomes, everything, we're, we're expecting a really big update. Yeah, yeah. And they, we had that little sneak peek of when they were showing a picture of a couple of the devs skinny dipping and they just give us a glimpse yes. of the terrain with the new grass and, and ferns and stuff. So it's not just going to be this barren, um, rocky land like we've seen in the previous images. It will actually have some lush greenery, apparently. And it, yeah. from that picture was real sunny. So maybe it won't just always be misty there either. Wonder if soon they'll implement some kind of I don't know more weather patterns into Valheim. My theory, based on things that I've heard on different interviews and different things with different podcasts, my my theory is that it's going to have something to do with the Yagalith thingy. Yeah, each new biome used the drop from the previous boss, so yeah, I think the Yagloth thing is going to play a big part in the Mistlands. Mm-hmm. Maybe even in building that forge, I saw somebody suggest. Which would make mm. sense. To, and regarding all the news that were released, for me, the biggest news of them all is the fact this is not going to be a middle a middle level. This is going to be a next level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that 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 sounds great. Talking about that, uh, we're, uh, some of the new videos that we, we posted uh, last week, I put up two videos, one covering the skinny dipping and the, uh, the, the new grass and ferns picture uh, that they released, and another video talking about the forge and its upgrades. So if you are interested, you can check 
those out. And Morning Darkness, you did some stuff over there on Twitch last week, didn't you? Uh, well, not a lot because I took the week off uh, gearing up for KubaCon. Yeah. But I I did do a no map run and we found the coast that probably leads to the Elder. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh yeah, that's right. You're playing no map. So everything is a little bit of a mystery for you guys. You're not sure quite where you're going. Right, right. And how, how many people do you have running around on that no map server with you right now? Uh, it depends. Uh, right now, it's, uh, I mean, last week it was me and Petra, and uh, we have a, a, another player who comes on, Bonnie, and then our guest was the Nerdy Northerner, and mm. he he joined us kind of late in the stream. And then this week, this week I'm a little bit alone. I know that, that uh, Marie is busy and... Um, or I should say Diamond Dust 320 is busy and Petra is off the grid. So I'm going to be joined by another Twitch streamer, Tazzarello. But uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. And Bonnie, Bonnie will likely be there too. Bonnie's, Bonnie's awesome. Just wanted to say something about Nomap. The, this is something that I find lots of people asking everywhere. You don't need the mod for Nomap. You just need to go into the command the command uh, command line and type mm -hmm. no map. Lots of people have been asking me how to experience no map, how to get into no map. Which mod do you need? Uh, you don't actually okay. need a mod. You just need to type in no map on the command lines. Yep, and you can experience it all the same, even with the vanilla game. Although you do have to make sure that you have access to the command console exactly. when you go For into a single player game. Yeah. 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 When you, when you go into st steam, you do yeah. have to make sure you set that up. We, we did run into that issue. <laughs> yeah. I do have a video on, on that somewhere about how to enable the F5 console on your, on your thing. You just have to enter a command line in steam on, on the game and the properties, but yeah, check out my video. If you want to know how to do that. Yeah, I will make sure to link that in my next yeah. no map run. That that's that's really good to know. So we're going to talk about one of the things that I really enjoy talking about, and it is uh, things that we like to see changed in the game. Uh, you know, it's just, like we love the game; it's got a lot of cool things. But if like we could add a feature or change a certain thing about it, what would it be? And uh, morning, is there something that you'd like to see changed if you? Had to match a button to make it happen. <laughs> I mean, it's really hard coming up with something for this subject every week. But but this <laughs> this week, uh, I was writing characters up for for the games, and I would love to see more character details. You know, different hairstyles, different kinds of things. And I want to ask a question. I know this may be like just me. It may be totally out there. I doubt it's just me. Why can't women have beards too? I mean, dwarf uh -huh. women have beards. <laughs> it it just it feels really it feels really but limiting. Can, That's not necessary. But you can. But you, can. <laughs> you, you just need to go into a private world <laughs> with a mod. Into dev commands. <laughs> no, go into dev commands and type in beard. Okay, will, all right. It will give you a beard. Well, that's good to know. It gives a just, women a beard. I didn't even know that. Yes, yes. That's fantastic. It gives all characters a beard. So you you can give yourself a beard in single player, and then you can bring that character onto player. the multiplayer mm -hmm. server with a beard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, I gotta make a I gotta Gerox. make a quick video on that. I don't. I, wait, 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 I remember this. This was available. <laughs> this was available a few a few versions ago. I'm, I haven't tried it recently. I'm guessing it still works. Female wow. beards. That's awesome. Yeah. If, a, yeah. if a female wants to have a beard, that's great. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we can't do that on your server because we have to come in with a brand new character. Well, yeah, we have to figure something out uh, if if people are really interested <laughs> in doing that. Maybe there. Some, I, it some might, I might be out. just a weird. I might just be weird. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I appreciate I appreciate that, Gorth. I, I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, where there's a will, there's a way. <laughs> and, and Valheim has so many ways. Well, yeah, it sounds like a dev, uh, No, go ahead, Jirok. <laughs> I was just going to say, with all the great modders out there, we're, we're able to do so much more when you think, how do I do this? Oftentimes, one of the modders will tell me, oh, there's already a mod out there for that. And I say, okay, I'm sorry I bothered you about it. Then. <laughs> <laughs> 
But what about you, Gorth? What would you change if you could in the game? Something that just came to mind to me today was something that I would like to see, but this is completely unrealistic, but it would be still funny, is flying ships. Ooh. Oh. Take you away to Valhalla or whatever. Because <laughs> currently here here at Shirok server, we have something which is the sky bases. And how much fun would it be to be able to dock your base, to dock your, to dock your, your boat at your base, at the sky base? Oh, yeah. And just trot along <laughs> the skies like the gods used to. I know it's a bit like godly to ask for, but still. Yeah. That sounds like Viking really awesome. punk to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Viking steampunkish type of thing, mm-hmm. Viking punk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that would be fun. I I think there is a mod for flying ships, but yeah, of course, adding it to the actual game yeah. would. I think it's a Break stretch. The game a bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a stretch for the system that they're going for, but uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's fun. That's fun. How about you, Yara? Can you think of anything that you might change if you could? Oh man. You know, what, like existing content or like going forward? And I think it's one thing that I would like to see is for them to give us something in the game to do besides just killing the Forsaken. You mean like other mm-hmm. objectives? Like other objectives or like, you know, just something else, you know? So it's not, doesn't like give the game like that kind of finality after you kill the Forsaken, basically, you know? So you just have something else to do or so like a side mission. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's something to do besides that, I guess. I don't yeah. know. But I think the game as it is, I don't know, more build pieces. There we go. <laughs> like, different build pieces, <laughs> like the different angles of everything, you know. Yes. <laughs> as far as that content goes and having like more mm-hmm. objectives to do, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm actually building, this is a little bit early announcement, but we're sort of Ooh. getting it underway now is uh, we are doing, or I, I'm, I'm mainly doing, but I'm getting a lot of feedback on it, is a new accomplishments or achievement system, a new achievement system, which a lot of games have uh, when they get their final release. And I think they've mentioned that they'll, they'll probably do that with Steam. Like you can do achievements through Steam with a game if a game doesn't have achievements built in. But mm-hmm. so we're doing one specific to our servers and I can generalize it for people outside and it'll all be built and tracked on a spreadsheet so that you can track your spreadsheets and it'll add points so you have achievement points and if you want to reward yourself with rewards like that you can only spawn in in an admin mode once you've received you know achieved a certain amount of achievement points that'll be a way to you know say I, I, well, I'm not going to cheat and spawn this stuff in but if I accomplish these achievements then I'll spawn that in as the reward for that and so that's what we're going to do and, and and the fire sword the Verger sword the fire sword uh, is not in the game yet and so we we I'm setting up a, a an achievement system which should launch with season two our season two server. It'll announce the achievement system, and you can start working towards uh, get unlocking your your own fire sword on the main servers. So that that's a one way to get new content, and yeah, so that's yeah. awesome that 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 was one of your suggestions in addition to more build pieces. Yeah, no, I definitely there's like I feel like there's a somewhat of a void there and like that's actually a great idea in terms of filling that you know just little things to do like on the side like while you're running around looking for like an elder spawn or something like that you know yeah yeah you have these achievements to do and you know on our servers we do have you know events and points of interest that you can go and get do that aren't normally in the game so it adds a little bit of content but yeah, if I give yeah. you a list of a hundred possible achievements, now you can go out and you can actually work towards them and it gives you something else to do. So yeah. And I think we're going to introduce that system. Yeah. With season two. But for me, one mm-hmm. of the things uh, I, I really would love to see in the game is diving. I'd love to be able to swim down yeah. to, the, yeah. to the ocean floor. And even if they had like coral reefs and, and, you know, more fish and Ooh, octopuses and cool. eels and sharks <laughs> and all that cool stuff. Because I remember Minecraft long a uh, few years back did their big uh, ocean update and they added all that stuff. So that making swimming down into the water really exciting and fun. And mm-hmm. right now, even if you had di- the diving mod, there is a diving mod you can swim down. But it's not as exciting because when you swim down, there's not a lot down there, a couple of rocks and boulders and stuff. But mm-hmm. you, c- you could also retrieve your uh, your serpent uh, scales and, and trophies Trophy. and stuff. Right? <laughs> or, or if you're and like nails. you accidentally 
throw your weapon out of your hand when you're on a boat and it goes sinking oh. down to the bottom. <laughs> you can oh, swim no. down and get it. So I'd, I'd love diving. Um, although I think the last yeah. I heard that was not something that, that they're even considering. So uh, no. too bad, but yeah, I'd like to go on quickly and talk about a segment that Morning Darkness likes to talk about, especially after doing her big Kublicon uh, this weekend, Valheim for tabletop games. Uh, Morning, you want to yeah. tell us uh, how we might use Valheim for tabletop games? Sure. So one of the problems that I find when I run a campaign and I kind of have a starter area for my for my players is they don't really feel attached to a place. They never really develop close relationships. I mean, like as much as I try, I never find that there are close relationships built with local NPCs, non-player characters, that sort of thing. So one of the things that would be really neat is to have a pre-designed village, welcoming tavern or adventure tavern, create an area that's more immersive so that the players can really become attached to that place so yeah. that you can also destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then with plan build, you can just build it back up again. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, you can just make copies of it whenever you need and use it again. Mm-hmm. That's actually one of the things I loved about, um, like I did a video a while ago on, I, it was, I think it was entitled, uh, Don't Summon the Elder. And I summon, oh, yes, we have a, yes. Yeah, you remember that? I do. We have a portal hub built around the elder summoning spot. So in, uh, instead of copying it with plan build at the time, I don't think I was as familiar with the mod back then. I just made a copy of the world and, and loaded it on my single player server uh, of our main server. And I went over to the elder hub and, and I summoned the elder and and watched it try to destroy the the elder hub. But yeah, if I could, like you said, if we could just plan build and, and copy and paste it, I could have just done that real quick on, on any <laughs> of my single player worlds. And speaking of mods, which we've been doing a lot because, you know, it adds so much more content. And, and as admins allows us to add more content, talk about our favorite uh, feature from one of the mods that are out there. And I, I mentioned the diving mod as one of my things I'd love for them to add to the game, the diving uh, uh, feature. But specifically the diving mod, it does allow you to just dive and it adds a cool blue, hazy, watery looking environment when you dive down below the water. Without the mod, you don't have that. And you swim down and it adds a little stamina bar and all this. So that's fun. So I really like that. The only con that so far I saw with this diving mod is uh, I spawned a bunch of serpents in above me because I wanted to see what they would do. And I just swam down and the serpents can't swim down either. They can't dive either. Can you believe it? <laughs> yeah. They get stuck. They, they're stuck to the to the plane of the water. Yep. Just like okay. a player is they're stuck on top. So you can just swim right underneath yeah. them and not have to deal with them. <laughs> I was thinking, should I allow that mod on our server? And then when I saw that, you can just swim underneath the serpents. I said, no, no, we can't. You cheese every single serpent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but what about you, Morning? What's a, a favorite feature of a mod for you? A favorite feature of a mod? I'd have to say colorful signs. Yeah. And, uh, how the signs glow brightly enough to reduce the need for lighting and storage when you're trying to keep your instance counts down yeah that's actually really like pivotal for me and it's also really good for like no map road signs you can see them from far away oh, sometimes right. even mistake even, even mistake them for for gravestones which one <laughs> <clears throat> and yeah so i love colorful signs and how they can grow glow brightly enough yeah that, i remember that was one of my pains early on in valheim was having to throw up torches and uh, braziers everywhere, mm -hmm. or, the, or the wall hanging um, torch, whatever the, uh, that one is called. The sconch, right? The sconce. Yeah, the sconce. sconce. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, that was such a pain to have all that. You're adding to the instances, but then you're also adding animation. So if you have a mm -hmm. lot of instances and you're adding all this fire animation and smoke, now you're just lagging yourself even more. So mm -hmm. yeah, once I got Colorful Science 2, I took down all the lighting that I didn't need because, you know, you want specific lighting to set the mood. You don't want to have to mm -hmm. light just so you can read your signs. You know, what would be nice is a way to remove the smoke animations and everything for lag wise. Mm. And I mean, like, I guess keep like the smoke 
damage and all that stuff but just because i've noticed that too on some builds that i have where there's 50 torches and you know braziers and everything all over the place and um you know as soon as uh you know the game renders them in you can just see like this huge drop in frames yeah mm. yeah definitely. like immediately and it's only when the actual lighting finally Kicks loads in, in. Mm. yeah but it's like if I've noticed that if, if I scale it down even a little bit, then there's spots where it's just like blackness, like yeah. kind of in between the lighting. So I was like, well, like it would be nice to have some kind of maybe have it like the lights uh, reach a little bit higher or something like that. Yeah, cast its glow little, further. Yeah, like a little bit further. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely it, it would have to calculate the uh, the light casting to, you mm -hmm. know, in addition to the animation, it's calculating the light casting and what catches light and reflects it back. So yeah, lighting in general usually causes performance issues in games. But yeah, not at least not having to light up your signs helps to reduce that a little bit. But what about you, Gorf? Yeah. What what's a favorite feature from a mod that uh, that you have? That so there's a mod that it's, it's an old mod, but it still still works pretty well because it's it's fairly simple. There is a mod that allows you to basically gain the power of flight, but not in the same sense as an admin would. It gives you the what? power. It gives you two it gives you two wings. What? Yeah. And the feature that I really like about it is that it integrates a bit the wind currents from the boats. Oh, oh nice. Oh. Because you you don't just fly in a straight line, you you're always <laughs> under the the influence of the wind. Well, so you're like like a bird, you're gliding with the current. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Nice. And it it, costs, it uses stamina as well, so you can't fly forever. Oh. Unless you find a good wind current. If you find a good wind current, then you can fly for a long time until you get thrown off the map. That reminds me of <laughs> Zelda Breath of the Wild. <laughs> ah, do they have like a flying mechanic like that? Yeah, you have a, a basically it's it's a glider that you have to make sure that you get the right angle and height and otherwise you're in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and this this mod has a, a thing that 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 drives most people away from it is that roughly the first week of using it is you just smashing yourself into the floor. <laughs> oh no! Because it's just getting the habit of how to take flight, how to take flight from the ground, making sure you're facing the right wind current, you have enough space to run, you don't have trees in front of you. You crash so many times. And, and then landing safely. That just no, sounds landing, realistic. Landing, I kind of like it. That's a different business. Landing is a completely different business. <laughs> oh, no. Just pray for dear God and <laughs> <laughs> in water or something <laughs> but it's a fun mod well for yeah the listeners who've uh, played minecraft that you know they they have um a a yeah. set of wings in that game and it doesn't ride the air current but you can glide around and you know you're slowly losing altitude as you're gliding but you can kind of dive and pick up speed and then kind of ramp yourself back up but eventually you will go down but but you can use a f uh the fireworks in the game to launch you higher and higher and basically you can fly for as long as you have fireworks which is kind of an interesting mechanic but yeah flying flying in valheim sounds fun and maybe uh on a some mm -hmm. modded server but yeah i don't think the vanilla experience is really meant for flying <laughs> yeah no not at all <laughs> i don't think so either i think you get to skip too much when yeah. you can fly around to different places yeah how am yeah. i gonna yeah. collect my mushrooms if i'm flying over them <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> oh, but you can't use weapons. You can't use any kind of weapons when you you have the the wings equipped. Yeah, mm. the wings are the weapon itself, oh, so it okay. doesn't do anything. So yeah, that's what you equip. You flap it. Yeah. You flap it in. Well, talking about um, mushrooms, favorite things in Valheim uh, segment. We're going to talk about our favorite admin spawn item. So only admins can spawn these things in, whether you're in creative mode or. You're on a server and you maybe get a, a reward from an event or something that an admin spawns in. Yalrek, I what would uh, what's one of your favorite admin spawnable items? Oh, so my absolute favorite would be the glowing mushroom because it <laughs> yes because it resets the structural uh, nest of uh, of whatever you uh, that whatever it touches. Yeah, the structural mm -hmm. integrity. Yeah. Yeah, so it goes back to blue. And um, like I said, like I'm really into building and, you know, that is the number one enemy of any builder mm -hmm. is that dreaded dark red showing up in your precious build when you're 
five meters yeah. from the roof coming together and you're like, this is it. This is all I get. <laughs> you're like, I you need know, more <laughs> <laughs> I do, you know, <laughs> and, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a pain that, yeah. that like, I think all of us mm -hmm. have experienced when you start building too high, if you, you know, you mm -hmm. maybe try to raise the dirt net one spot so you can have that, you know, spot for your tower or something to get a little higher. Yeah. Morning. How about you? What's, what's one of your favorite admin spawnable items? This is going to be no mystery to anyone who's listened to, I think I mentioned this almost every time. <laughs> I love to uh, spawn in the vines. Yeah. <laughs> and I've actually, uh, not spoiler, spoiler, for season two, I've actually been creating planter boxes. And since you can't bring over items on item stands, I've been actually using the vines to create plants in rooms for decorative items mm -hmm. Ooh, <laughs> very cool yeah I've, I've i've seen a couple other builders too use vines as kind of uh, like uh, grass covering in areas where they want just like grass on the ground but yeah i can see them used as in planters also too that's awesome have you seen yeah. morning have you seen the four different roots in the game that you can uh, spawn in they're pretty small. They're green, and they they I think they would also you know have a place in 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 mixing with vines a little bit to create something interesting. I have not. <laughs> yeah, I'm building these yeah. little pallets uh, uh, with the plan build mod. The plan build mod has so many awesome uh, uses that people have not even considered. Uh, maybe even the modders haven't considered. <laughs> yeah, and one of them is I make a pallet. Uh, I, I put a, a bunch of stone blocks and then I put all the admin spawnable uh, items on there so that I can sample oh. them with Infinity Hammer and quickly build them rather than having to go through the console command and try to figure oh. out what I'm looking for or even to remind me that yes. it exists. So I have. Oh my gosh, Jirok, that's brilliant. Yeah. So I yeah. already have started <laughs> uploading them for, for our folks, and I plan to make them available to my patrons eventually. But basically, right now I have um, one that's all the fr uh, Frost Cave items. So it's just like everything that's in the Frost Cave you can spawn. You just drop this one blueprint, and it's nice and neatly organized on this little uh, platform. I have all the Goblin Build pieces, uh, which are amazing. And I just don't see enough of our builders using any of the Goblin Build pieces. I've got one that's just like miscellaneous things, like all the doors and mushrooms and, and skeletal remains and crystals and obsidian and statues and all the different things in the game. So yeah, I'm building pallets, blueprint pallets, for like a painter's palette, right? It's like, here's the colors I have to paint with. Here's the objects I have to build with. You can't see my face, but my jaw is sort of <laughs> touching my knees right now. Uh. <laughs> yeah. And I was thinking about doing that actually with even the in, the standard build pieces. Because seeing it sometimes, seeing it in the physical world, one, it reminds you that it exists. And two, you see what it looks like and you can glance over and then just quickly say, oh, yeah, I think that one will fit here in my application. And you don't have to go through the hammer build menu and spawn in each one yourself to see if it would work. It's just even the standard build pieces in a blueprint. And, and because there are so many, there'll probably be several different blueprints. And all you have to do with it, with your thing, like I have the infinity hammer I sample with my, my mouse four button. I sample that item off the palette and I just quickly place it. I, I think people amazing. are, are going to like that. Uh, amazing. Uh, one of my favorite admin spawnable items is the skeletal remains from yes. uh, the, the, I think it's the forest crypt remains or something. There's like five of them and it's different skulls and bones and different configurations. And one of them is even a full skeleton and they're called, like pickable. You can get the bones from them, but they make great decorations, mm -hmm. don't they, Morning? They do. I have used them maybe in a few of my builds. <laughs> yeah. For season two. Maybe just a few. Yeah, the pickable stuff. Unfortunately, the players can pick it and and remove your decoration, but it looks yeah. good. So what I've started doing is I uh, using iron bars around my my skeletal remains where appropriate, so that the players can't pick them. But mm -hmm. maybe you could put it up, some things up high and out of reach too. It's a fun fun way to do with it, a thing to do with it. But Gorth, what about you? What's one of your favorite things to spawn in admin? I've just discovered a new favorite thing while we were talking. Oh, what's that? Those roots. They seem to count as foundation. Absolutely. What? The roots do. <laughs> 
Roots do, statues do, any of the rocks. So you can just resize a rock or you can make a rock like a pillar or a flat object or a tiny, tiny boulder, um, smaller than the glowing mushroom and it'll support too. But yeah, the roots definitely, they act as support and they look really cool. And I haven't tried scaling them. Did you try scaling them? Do they scale? No, I'm doing it in simple dev commands. Oh, okay. But yeah. I'll just build a small platform up in the sky with using one of those roots. Amazing. Oh, and by the way, Morning, one of my uh, pallets has the roots on them, so I'll have to upload that one. It's one I haven't uploaded yet. Jaw is now at my toes. Well, we have one more segment to go through, and it's just interesting facts about us for those uh, five or less than 5% of the people who make it all the way to the end of the podcast. And <laughs> is there an interesting fact about you that you'd like to share with our audience? Uh, I mean, uh, this is probably no surprise. I do a bunch of other creative stuff, but I do sometimes also just write short stories. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, And I actually, there are a couple where I I write really short stories that are only a page or so. And when when you're really limited on that level or it's like two pages long, you really do have to get creative and powerful with the way you write stuff. Yeah, an economy so, of words, right? You, 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 yeah. in less words, you got to really say something interesting. So you, it's almost like you're engineering what you want to say to get across everything in in, in fewer words. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll I'll read one for you sometime. Oh, that would be awesome! Absolutely. <laughs> you know, there are I I have seen YouTubers um, and even podcasts out there that do that that just sh- do um, their short stories. Uh, or mm-hmm. there's like site uh, channels that do, uh, you know, culminations of short stories from from various uh, writers. That might be something fun to consider if if you have enough and you something you want to do. But uh, I I remember I wrote, I used to write a lot of short stories, both like biographies for characters because you're like writing the story mm-hmm. of the character. Uh, mm-hmm. When I was playing tabletop games regularly, I haven't been playing regularly for six or seven years. But before that, I would go to the Di- Black Diamond Games over here by us morning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I would I would write stories, or if I was uh, being the GM or the dungeon master, I would write a lot of stories because I got to write the story of the game, and that's probably what you're doing, right? <laughs> too, you're um, always writing. No, this is actually characters or stories for games as well. Right, that is something that I do, but this is this is a little bit different. Uh, this is just pure so, short yeah. stories for, for yeah. the fun of it. Oh, that's awesome! Is there a specific dr- genre that you like to write for, or do you just explore whatever genre you're interested in at the time? Yeah, I just go based on what I'm feeling inspired by in the moment. Sometimes I do horror, sometimes I do fantasy, sometimes I do sort of urban fantasy. It it really depends. Oh, that's cool. So what about you, Gorth? What's an interesting fact about you you'd like to share? I'm an, uh, a Lord of the Rings fanatic, like like most of my clanmates are, the Valor. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite obvious. Even my name is, is derivated from, from Lord of the Rings as well. Uh, most of my nicknames as well. To those who don't know, Gorthar is actually the name of Sauron. Oh, I did not know that. I guess I'm not a fanatic. <laughs> yeah, that's... that's one of the old elder names of, of Sauron, you know, the older languages. Oh, nice. And yeah, big Lord of the Rings fanatic. Started with the books, moved on to the movies. Loved the movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not The Hobbit. No. <laughs> uh, Not The Hobbit. I agree with you there. <laughs> um, and the movies, yeah, I can easily, easily go and watch the whole uh, uncut version. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. stop. So long that version. <laughs> Love it. I'm one of those one of those persons that if you get me talking too much about Lord of the Rings, I won't shut up. I will go on <laughs> forever. Well, I won't. I won't start asking you nerdy questions that you could probably answer <laughs> uh, to get you going into it. But yeah, yeah, I, I I do enjoy. I did see the first Lord of the Rings movie. I think twelve times at the theater. I mm-hmm. think that's my record. And then and then the the yeah. the following two. You know, probably like six or seven times each, and The Hobbit only once because <laughs> they weren't I'm, very I'm good. I'm one of those. I'm one of those horrible persons that you cannot watch the Lord of the Rings with. Oh, because <laughs> I'll be pointing out everything that is not very clear or not even very relevant to the story. But I'll say, "Oh yeah, that's from that. Oh yeah, that's from that." 
Oh, yeah, that little rock over there. That little rock has a story. There's a the pebble has a story in it. Yeah. Oh my no, word. I'll just be unbearable during Lord of the Rings. <laughs> so never I mean, take my invitation to watch it. It's sort of like watching a movie with Jurok, right? Because <laughs> he's do. he's a he's a filmmaker. <laughs> yeah, I do tear apart movies and say, "Ah, oh, what are they doing here?" <laughs> and people around me saying, "Ah, oh, just shut up." <laughs> yeah, I, don't care. I know the feeling. <laughs> Although sometimes I can pull people into complaining with me. You know, mm. if, if you are next to me and you start complaining about a movie, I will pull all the complaints out of you because I will complain with you. <laughs> 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 but what about you, Yarek? Is there anything interesting, little fact, a tidbit about you that you might want to share? Well, you know, it's as every time you're asked these kinds of questions, like, I don't know if there's anything interesting about me, you know, now that I'm on the spot there. I don't know. Actually, you know, I'm, uh, I guess like it's a little bit relevant to, to Valheim, but, um, I actually like build, like I do construction for a living. Okay. So, uh, you know, I sit around and build stuff in Valheim at night and during the day I, you know, build and uh, remodel houses. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. So, uh, do a lot of building. (laughs) Yeah. And it's super funny that we all reflect our lives in Valheim. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah that's yeah. an interesting fact that you're, you're you're building in real life as well yeah well my, my uh interesting fact this week is a little unusual and a, m- might, might cause people to squirm a little bit but i did one at one point in my life i actually touched my skull you know underneath what? the skin <laughs> with my what? finger Hellraiser style, Hellraiser style, or, or clinical style. Yeah. Um, so the story goes: wow. uh, when I was I was in the Navy, uh, U.S. Navy, between ninety uh, two and ninety eight, and uh, we I was stationed on an aircraft carrier. And during uh, our downtime, which we didn't have a lot of, we would go to uh, the hangar bay and you would jog to get some exercise or we would go to the little gyms that they had. They had a few exercise equipment. But this one day we were going to go up the stairwell, these ladders, which are kind of like the ladder in Valheim, actually, the really steep uh, ladder. (laughs) But these had uh, railings on it. So you grab yourself uh, grab onto the railing and you kind of pull yourself up as you're walking up the, the the really steep stairs. But at the top of each stairs is a is a big hatch, and they have these hatches for general quarters uh, in case you know the ship is ever attacked and uh, if there's flooding. You close these big hatches so that the whole ship doesn't sink, right? So you seal off areas. So there's these big hatches everywhere, and they would get closed, but they're usually open during normal time. But also in the center of the big hatch is a little hatch, a little round one with a wheel that you spin open. And that's like for quick access during uh, the times that the big hatch has to be closed to prevent, you know, potential flooding in, in a, in an attack environment or what we call a general quarters environment. We didn't, we would always just run up those stairs and pull ourselves up. We got really good at going up really fast. You know, you're, you're in your early twenties and you're, you're fit and you're, running around, you just zoom right up them stairs, you skip every other step. Well, there's always light coming down. If there's not light, you know the hatch is closed. Well, the big hatch was closed one day, the little hatch was open, letting the light in. So I ran up the stairs as fast as I could, pulling myself up and smacked my head into the steel hatch door because the big door was closed and I didn't see it. (laughs) And I basically scalped myself a about the size of um, a silver dollar. And as I fell back off the stairs with a minor concussion, a friend of mine who was right behind me caught me and he said, are you okay? And I reached up and touched my head because it hurt. And as I did, my finger slipped underneath the Uh, scalp uh, part of the skin uh, and I touched uh, my skull. No. No. And then blood just oh God. poured down my face everywhere oh, yes. and all over Head the place. wounds, man. Head <laughs> wounds are the worst, but ah, ah, uh, no. Very Clive no. Barker. So yeah, if you ever meet me, I do, I mean, I, I, I am balding, obviously, but I do have a scar <laughs> on the top of my head from that incident that you'll, no. you'll be able to see. <laughs> so there's oh my, my interesting fact this week. In- uh, interesting. 
That's a very unique experience, Sarah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The military does create a lot of unique experiences. And I bet. <laughs> that was definitely one of my highlights. Uh, <laughs> well, right, everybody. I think that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for joining me, everyone. Oh, nice being oh. here. Thank you Thanks for, for having, having me, guys. Us. It was fantastic. Yeah, was great. Yeah. That's it for now. Have fun out there. Thank you for listening to Podheim, Jirox Valheim podcast. We have new episodes coming out every Friday. And if you enjoyed listening, please support us by subscribing to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a rating and a review to help more Vikings find us. We also have a Patreon with perks for supporters like behind the scenes discussions, exclusive content, and segments that are edited out of the main podcast. And if you'd like to join our friendly Discord community, We have more than a thousand people there. Just go to discord.gg slash Jirok the Viking. If you'd like to play on my Valheim servers, just go to my website at jiroktheviking.com and submit an application. I'd like to give a huge shout out to my supporters, some of them on Patreon, the YouTube membership, and the ones who help boost our Discord server. Your support means the world to me and inspires me to make more videos, as well as run a community Discord and multiple Valheim gaming servers. If you enjoy my videos and would like to support my work, join our friendly Discord community and Valheim servers, links can be found in the description below. Skull!